Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Hello. Hello. Guess where we are tonight? Somewhere really exciting. Home. (laughs) We're home. (laughs) We were in Disneyland for a week and I am, it is actually exciting to be home because when you go on vacation, you're just ready to be home, huh? Yeah. And we missed our puppies. We were just ready to be home, honestly, sleep Mm -hmm. in our own bed. But I, you know what I am sad about? Hmm. (sighs) What did we have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner pretty much the whole time? Beignets. We did. We had beignets. We had beignets from the Jazz Kitchen Express because they're freaking yummy. Oh, my gosh. They're so good. And they're not good leftover, but we did get some piping hot ones this morning, and we brought two home for Angron, Peyton's stepdad, and we warmed them up in the microwave, and he said that they're amazing. And he got me... And he cut them in half so I could have a half. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'll share with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of cheated. We changed. We're not going to go to 100 to release our secret, most exciting episode about the fox and the girl, our new book. It's about a little girl who falls in love with a fox and they're just best friends. Not like in love like they're going to get married, but in love like a best friend way. Mm-hmm. And... They are just best friends, and it's kind of like Peyton's dream come true, like a wild fox becoming your best friend. Would you just die? Oh, my gosh. She's smiling ear to ear right now. She just can't even think about it. But it's a really sweet book, and I hope you guys love it. And the my um, illustrator named Emily did such an incredible job. She is so, so talented. And after the end of the year, we're going to start working on our next book. The only thing I don't like about the book is she made me wear a pink dress well you know what the next one you can pick a not pink dress because pink is a girly color i'm not saying i don't like girl colors i'm just saying i'd rather have teal or green or blue yeah her favorite color is green and it used to be teal i didn't think about that that was my fault sorry okay anyways so what we're reading is the pseudonymous Bosch series and it's pretty cool so do you kind of want to give everybody a basic rundown of what, what it is or you want me to explain it Peyton? yeah okay so basically because i forgot it is about little kids who i can't remember how old they are they're like maybe between 8 and 11 and they find out about this secret society and they're basically like these spooky witches and they meet up and they drink this elixir And the elixir is kind of like a special potion, but it keeps them young. And the only thing about this potion is the only thing that doesn't age on them. Or I'm so sorry. The only thing that keeps aging on them, like that doesn't stay young, is their hands. So while they keep looking young and beautiful, their hands look like, you know, 300, 400-year-old person. Like what it would look like. Terrifying. They look like crypt keeper hands like like dead people hands so they're very creepy so they always have to wear gloves so that's a really nice way to know like is this person one of these people so 
It's very spooky. And there are five books and they are long. Okay, let's look at the first one, you guys. The first one is, let's see here. I'm going to tell you how, how long it is so that you guys know. It's like 360 pages. So this is going to be a series that we do for a long time. So get ready, strap in, but it's a really, really, really cool series. You guys are going to absolutely love it. it. Might be a little bit older. So I would say, I would say probably like eight and up. I tried to read this to her last year when she was seven and she was not interested in it at all. So I think eight is a really good age for this. Um, so I hope we have a lot of eight year olds listening. Yeah. Okay. The name of this book is Secret. That's the name of the book. The name of this book is Secret. I'm going to read the back of it so you guys get, get a little idea of what's going to happen in this book. Stop. Leave now. This is a secret story about a dangerous secret that I must not reveal. Good. You're curious. You're brave. If you join this adventure, I will introduce you to some of the events and people in this perilous book. It is an amazing and alarming account of two extraordinary adventurers, a missing magician's diary, and a symphony of smells and a deadly secret. But be careful. Our enemies are watching and tell no one because this book is secret. So spooky. Isn't that spooky? Okay, guys. Let's see here. Okay, so when you first open this book, it says chapter one and you open it and it's a secret letter, but you don't know what it says because it's all X's. So it's literally like, dear Samantha, Today was a wonderful day, and we are so happy because we had pizza for breakfast. But instead of actual letters, it's X, 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 Yeah. Oh, actually, no joke it is. It is. So it's like a secret letter. So you literally have no idea what it says. So it even starts off spooky. It says chapter one and a half. Apologies, 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 apologies. An apologia is, if you're wondering is not a variety of insect. Neither is it a type of cancerous tumor. It is an apology. In other words, it's not worth the paper it's written on. I'm sorry I couldn't let you read chapter one. That's where you would have to learn the names of the characters in the story. You would also have to learn where it takes place and when. You would have to learn all of the things that you usually learn in the beginning of a book. Unfortunately, I can't tell you any of those things. Yes, this story is about a secret, but it's also a secret story. I shouldn't even be telling you this. Uh, I shouldn't even be telling you that I shouldn't be telling you about this story. That's how much of a secret it is. Not only can I not tell you the names of the people involved, I can't even tell you what they've done or why. I can't tell you what kind of pets they have or how many annoying little brothers they have or how many bossy big sisters, or what they like on their ice cream, plain or with nuts. I can't tell you about the schools or their friends or their favorite television shows, or if they ride the skateboards, or if they're champion chess players, or if they compete in fencing competitions, or even if they wear braces. In short, I can't tell you anything that would help you identify the people involved in this story if you were to meet them at your orthodontist office. Teeth. 
as you may know from watching television, are very useful when detectives are identifying, identifying cadavers. Do you know what cadavers are? Dead bodies. Yep. That's how they identify a dead body. By teeth. Yeah. This is for your own protection as well as mine. And even of your enemies. You know, those who say they want to kill you, but in, in the end they would rather keep you alive. Still, you must find my silence very frustrating. How can you follow a story if you don't even know who it's about? Somebody has got to be getting lost in the woods or slaying dragons or, or traveling in time or whatever it is that happens in a story. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. To help you follow my story, I'm going to break my own rule already. And I'm going to give you my characters' names and faces. But remember, these aren't their real names and faces. They're more like code names or cover identities like a spy or a criminal would have. If you don't like the name I choose, change it. If I write Tim Love to pick his nose and you'd prefer Tom to Tim, then read the lines Tom Love to pick his nose. I won't take offense. You can do that with all the names in this book if you'd like. Or keep my names. It's up to you. Now, just as hard as it is to read a story without knowing what the story is about or who the story is about, it's also hard to read a story without knowing where the story takes place. Even if you were reading about an extraterrestrial from other dimensions, you'd want to imagine something about their surroundings, like like what they live next to, like in a murky green mesma. Don't know what that word is, sorry guys. Or in some place really hot. Although the real location of the story will have to remain a mystery, to make it easier for all of us, why don't we just say the story takes place in a place that you know very well? We'll call it your hometown. When you read about this town all the characters live in, just think of the town that you live in. Is the town big or little? Is it by the sea or by a lake? Or is it your town with asphalt and shopping malls? You tell me. When you read about the characters at sc- in the, about the characters' school, think of your school. Is it an old one-room schoolhouse or a bunch of double-wide mobile homes? You decide. When they go home, imagine that they all live on your street, maybe in a house right across from yours. Who knows? Maybe your street is where this story really takes place. I wouldn't tell you if it was, but I couldn't tell you for certain that it's not. In return for all the freedom I'm giving you, I'm asking only one favor. If I ever slip and reveal something that I shouldn't, and I will, please forget what I said as soon as possible. In fact, when you're reading this book, it's a good idea to forget everything that you just read as soon as you've read it. If you're one of those people who can read with their eyes closed, I argue that you do so. And if you're blind and reading this by Braille, keep your hands off the page. Why do I write under such awful circumstances? Wouldn't it be better to scrape this book all, to scrap this book altogether and do something else? Oh, I could give you all kinds of reasons. I could tell you that I write this book so that you'll learn from mysteries and mistakes of others. I could tell you that as dangerous as writing this book is, it would be even more dangerous not to write it. But the real reason is nothing so glorious. It's very simple. I can't keep a secret. Never could. I hope you have better luck. And that was chapter one. So we're going to break these books into chapters. So there's going to be one chapter per episode. 
Um, and yeah, we'll get to it. And Peyton is already asleep. We had a long day today on a plane, so uh, we will see you guys tomorrow.